Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Matthew, you said our guest is in the waiting room. I think he's still on his honeymoon. I hope he's off the honeymoon because he's our special guest today, has lots of good information to share with us. So. Yeah, so we're talking about, guys, how do you sell millions of dollars of real estate while on your honeymoon? Obviously, that's not, you know, exact. I mean, that is, that is kind of exactly what we're doing because we're talking leverage today, right, Matthew? It's all about leverage and you can substitute honeymoon for just time off or a vacation that's upcoming or time spent with family or whatever the occasion is. It just happens to be with our guest host today, Bill, that it happened to be his honeymoon just last week. So we thought what a great topic as we talk about leverage, time leverage, people leverage, Uh, just back off his honeymoon, millions of dollars under contract, uh, just killing the game from every angle. And uh, we thought what a great topic to cover today. Bill, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. Sorry, I'm running a little behind. Oh, you're fine. Take a deep breath. Yeah, take a deep breath, man. We were just saying nice things about you. So I was joking with Matthew before you came on. I said, I just, I actually take Fridays off. So I'm in a t-shirt today. I'm like, I bet these guys are going to dress nice to me because I, I, I'm a man of leisure on Fridays, but I, but I heard you were going to be here and I'm obsessed with leverage. Ali is here. I know she loves leverage. Matthew loves leverage. And we're just going to focus it on you. So Matthew, if you want to kind of kick it in case people missed the last time Bill was here, give people a little background other than the fact that he got married, right? Congratulations, Bill. Thank you. What else should people know about Bill? And then let, let's, let's dive in, Matthew. I can give a little intro. Bill and I are friends from way back. It's been probably three or four years that we've known each other, been friends. But Bill started in the Charlotte real estate market. His family was in real estate from a while ago. Uh, so he grew up around it a little bit. And he was sharing with me that he had, he can remember being at the closing table as a child, uh, kind of growing up around it a little bit. But Bill had an interesting journey. And if you missed the call the last time Bill joined us, it is certainly worth your time very soon to go back and find that recording. It's on YouTube now and watch that because as Bill likes to say, rock bottom can be become the firm foundation that you rebuild your life upon. And so it was really a, a story of hitting rock bottom and Bill through addiction to alcohol. There were some other challenges he was going through and found himself one night. It was a July evening on 45, which is the loop around the Charlotte, North Carolina market, uh, the interstate there and uh, crashed his vehicle. And Bill, I don't want to go with too, too much into the story, but just as a teaser for those to watch the show, because it's an incredible story. It's worth uh, going back and watching. Uh, but Bill found himself having crashed his vehicle uh, out on 45, was on the edge of a ravine about to just end it all uh, on, on the edge of the interstate that night. He says all he could remember was the heat just coming off the pavement. You know, it's just trying to remember back what happened that night. But he woke up the next day in jail. And that set off a chain of events in his life where he went into rehab, um, gave up alcohol completely. He's been dry now for years and restarted his life in the market where he landed for rehab, which was Asheville, North Carolina. And he did it without a car. He Ubered everywhere he went. He rebuilt with not knowing anybody there. He worked part-time jobs, did what it took, drove the bus all around the market to get to know the area and meet people. So it's a, it's a fascinating story. But today, you know, years removed from that and having rebuilt himself into that market, Bill now is married. He was engaged on that call. We talked about the honeymoon that was upcoming. Uh, 
but he's married. There's a child on the way. He's got a rocking business. He's got uh, an assistant. He's got a TC. He's got the uh, the Buildable Real Estate Group that he leads in Asheville, North Carolina market. So send your referrals to Asheville. Uh, in Asheville to Bill, he would be very open to that. But you know, Bill graciously has uh, come on with his time today uh, on, on that um, Zoom uh, huddle to share his story. Uh, but today to talk about some of the ways that he's used leverage in his business to form the group, to take time away from the business when he needs to and focus on his family. He's building a house right now. And uh, how do you go about managing millions of dollars, putting property under contract and managing the millions of dollars that you have under contract already while you're away on a honeymoon? So that was today's topic. How's that for an intro, Bill? That's pretty good. I will have to say, good job. Does that paint the picture for everybody? <laughs> kind of what, you know, yeah, who Bill is and, and kind of what brought him to this point? Yeah, it's, it's, fanta it's fantastic. And apparently my internet's cutting it out. So I'm going to try to fix my internet on my side, but, but Bill, if you just want to start like a Matthew, if you've got a list of questions, but I want to know about his relationship to leverage. Was that always your, was that always your idea or did you just kind of fall into this place where you have this leverage in your business where you sell millions? No, uh, no. So I actually didn't even Matthew, what Matthew didn't say is when I started real estate here, I didn't even have a car. So I sold 12 homes without a car. Um, so you talk about leverage, you have Uber and then you hire the new agents in the office to drive you around to all your appointments. Um, I went to a listing appointment and Uber dropped me off and then I'm walking the streets of the neighborhood because, uh, Uber had to take 25 minutes to come pick me back up after the appointment. And, uh, it was in Reams Creek golf community, which is a luxury neighborhood. Um, I sold a $1.5 million home without a car. So luxury has always been part of our, um, Leverage has always been part of my, I guess, part of been there, but I haven't really thought about it as far as people goes. Um, I didn't really have leverage until um, Matthew allowed me to use his TC when I was helping his family. And that was the first eye-opening experience that I don't have to do this stuff. That the day-to-day the -day monotonous stuff that is driving me crazy, um, I don't have to do. And, um, it is, um, oh, sorry, my phone's ringing. It never stops. Um, but it, <laughs> it is, um, it was very helpful and very beneficial that I let, you know, I, it was a per transaction. She's per transaction basis. And so it's not like I'm, I'm spending a salary because I, I was still, I think in that year I did a little over 11 million, but I didn't know it, it was my end of the year, just like my end of the year this year has been just blown out of the water. Um, I didn't know what it was going to be. So I didn't want to bring on a full-time assistant, um, cause I didn't want to have a, a huge salary. And I think there's probably a lot of people on this phone call that, okay, you may not be, you know, you may not have, you know, closing a hundred homes a year. That's what I felt like I needed. You know, the millionaire real estate agent says 36 transactions is about the most for one person. And I can attest to that cause that's what I'm going to do this year. And it is, it is a lot just to, to have, especially when it all comes at once. Like I've, I've had like 10 or so under contract. Um, that's my mode. Uh, 12 was my most under contract at once, but it is, it's letting someone else do what they do best. You know, I'm good at what well, I'm good at certain things. Tammy's good at certain things. Josie, my previous assistant was good at certain things and bringing it all together to make it happen. Yeah. And allow everyone to work in their strengths. Yes. And then I think importantly for you, Bill, is the comfort level of knowing things are not slipping through the cracks. 
And you can focus on those income producing activities that are going to make the next sale come in to help you follow up on the next client, put more under contract. So when you realize that they are servicing clients then at a level as high or higher than you did as you were trying to do those things, because it's stuff you didn't care to do anyway, uh, probably, and you just described it as being monotonous. It's the paperwork, it's the paper trail, it's the sitting in the office when I need to be out on listing appointments and putting buyers under contract, I'm sitting in the office playing in command our, our system and making sure that I have the professional services disclosure filled out. Is that an important? Yes. Is it important for me to do? Probably not. Yeah. It's important that it gets done, but it's not necessarily important that you're the one that does it. Yeah. Can I, can I ask a question though? Because for Bill, there's a lot of people watching this that some of them already have leverage and I know we'll get into some more advanced things you're doing, but for people that are early on with this journey, even once you recognize, Hey, I probably shouldn't be doing this stuff. It's hard for a lot of people to make that shift right? To actually let go. Do you be like, well, I know someone else could, but they're not gonna do as well as me. How did you personally make that shift? Um, when I started getting so many under contract, yeah, my business just kept growing and I had no idea what it was going to do. I mean, I moved to a city and I knew no one and, you know, I got here and it's, and it did, it just got to a point to where I didn't have time. You know, I didn't have a life anymore, you know, and that's important too. Now we are in a business where, um, we do have to um, be understanding, you know, people, we, we work, we're in a service business. We, we work when people don't work sometimes. I'm, it's not as bad as my golf business job, but it's, it's still there. Um, but it is when I started getting to a point to where no, it's taking away from me being able to help another client. That's a problem. Yep. Yeah. And, you, and you see the opportunities that slip away because you're focused in an area that you shouldn't be. And you yeah, could have been reeling those clients in and doing income production activities. Correct. Well, what, what's my 20%, you know, that what, what, what's it, what's my 20% is what I need to focus on. My 20% is writing contracts, lead generation, setting appointments, going on appointments and stuff like that. So, so, so sorry. So I got to ask a question about this. So I did watch your last agent power huddle episode. Zach had dropped it in the chat box, by the way, or Zach put it on Facebook in the, in the feed here. If you haven't already done it, um, it was incredible, the story. And so I know you've done a lot of self-reflection. I know you've done a lot of inner work. You have to on the journey, on the journey. Oh, yeah. So, so in terms of that, when you're looking at your 20%, right? What is the, the little hinge that swings a big door? Are you reviewing that on a daily basis, a weekly basis? How often do you look critically at how you spend your time and what you do? Yeah. Um, so that's, I have a coach and we're actually doing that now. We did it today. You know, what is, and that's something I've had from early on too. That's, that's a leverage piece that is the mindset leverage piece for me. I mean, I am, I'm crazy. I think Matthew can probably attest to that. <laughs> it is, it is, and my mind goes at a hundred miles. It is, it is going at a hundred miles an hour at 10 o'clock at night when I'm laying in bed, trying to go to sleep. And that's just, that's the high D. Um, but that's it, not normal. Uh, I don't know. Oh, you, you and me, we should hang out, man. Anyway, continue. <laughs> but it is, I was just losing, I was just losing that time. And, um, that was, that was important to me. And I realized that I had to, I had to, be, I had to be busy. And, um, so that, that, that's what was important and getting that time back and, um, and, and making those decisions, but I, but, but we review it to answer your question. We do review it. Um, I do a weekly calendar. So I time block on, I do my best Sunday afternoons for an hour and a half and time block my whole week. Um, I think it must be still in my car, but I have a, I carry a paper planner 
Um, I, I will use my phone too. Don't get me wrong, but um, I like to write things down. I will remember it better. Um, and that's important, but, um, knowing what my 20% is for the week. Okay. I have all my afternoon appointments. I lead gen in the morning. I get my 15 contacts. That's my goal is, is between nine and 12, nine and one. And then in the afternoon from one to five, I have three appointments and I give myself time to get to them. So, um, time blocking is uber, uber important. And we were going to, we're going to get to that point here shortly. Yeah, I think it's an excellent time of year to review this too. You know, and Jesse, that could be something, uh, you know, it's a timely topic right now, because as you look at what's worked well for you this year, and then going into 2022, uh, if, uh, if you don't have a TC, and you're approaching that 20 to 25 to 30 transactions a year, if you look back over your time spent in 2021, and that's kind of your level of business, uh, Bill and I highly recommend that. Uh, it's worked well for both of us. Put that TC in place, or if you don't know where to start, adding people to your team or bringing leverage in, people leverage to free you up to focus on the things you need to be doing. Your 20%, uh, start with a TC. Uh, very defined role. You can find someone who does it for other agents too, so you don't feel like you have to support them on a full salary like what Bill was describing. And it'll be a night and day difference. It's interesting, Bill, you brought that up, that it was actually my family that I referred to you as they were buying a property in the Asheville area. And I had a TC then, and I said, well, you know, for the, every transaction I do, every client we have, they, as soon as we put them under contract, they go to this person, our transaction coordinator, and she'll take it from there. And I said, I'll, I'll cover the cost. You're paying me a referral fee. I'll cover the cost. Do you want to try it? And he said, let's give it a go. And from there, he said, I need a TC on every transaction from that point forward. So uh, it was a reminder to me that that is kind of how things started. And, and it just grew from there. So, no doubt. So. And it was that first coaching session on how to do open, not that it has to do with this, but open houses was our first coaching conversation at Colwell Banker. Yeah. Back in 2017. Way back when. Yeah. <laughs> so Bill, as you're doing that right now, you're, you're looking at 2021. I know you've got a lot of big life changes that are taking place right now for you, but you're looking at your business for next year. You're gearing it up. What thing, what, you know, when it comes to people leverage is one of our topics today people leverage, using other people, certain portions of the business to help you focus, to help you be more productive, to help you take time off. What type shifts and changes are you looking at for next year? Yep. So my assistant just left. Um, that has been a, it's good and bad. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll call it that both good. And okay. bad. Um, but it is, um, it's tough right now because everything is still haywire. I mean, I had, at one point we had 10 under contract and just in closing by the end of December. And, um, I have four listings coming up and, you know, there's just a lot going on, <laughs> but it is hiring and having clear, I say the number one, the thing where the faux pas that I had is not having ultra clear expectations of what is in that role and what I'm going to expect them out in my defense, if there is any, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how busy I was going to get. I didn't know what she was going to need to do. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. Um, now I have a good understanding of, you know, the term that's not my job doesn't fit in the job description. And um, that, that, that's probably my biggest one is you're, you know, you're here to assist me. I don't care if that's writing wedding invitations. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you're here for. Cause that's what I had yeah. to do one day. Yeah. And I didn't have time to do that. Um, but it was, it's having this clear expectation set up front that that is a lot of headache and heartburn that I experienced for anyone looking to do any kind of, you know, whether you're hiring that TC, whether you're hiring that assistant, clear 
expectations and that agreement in writing. Mm -hmm. I I finally had an agreement in writing, but it was a little later. So Bill, I'm going to give you actually, it's funny. So so we're getting a lot of good knowledge out of you today. I'll give you uh, Matthew or Allie, if you want to send the bill, the one we did a few days ago with uh, uh, Michael Carr and Sydney Peck would be a fantastic Asian power huddle for you to go. If you're going to look to hire a new person, they've been together kind of like Allie, right? Is Matthew's right hand and Sydney. And it's beyond just the expectations. It's about finding the right person whose personality and makeup and DNA is all about service. When you find the right person, it doesn't matter what expectations you said they're going to go out of their way to make your life easier because that's how they're wired right and you're going to go out of your way to make sure that they have a good life because that's how you're wired as a leader and it's just this nice symbiotic relationship so we i don't want to go down the rabbit hole there i know you guys got other stuff but that'll be a good one we can circle back to it's a, that was a really good episode it was i watched every bit of that <clears throat> and it was interesting when he told her that everyone begins as an intern in his team and so it doesn't matter what their role is going to be or he has thoughts of what they're going to be everyone starts as an intern and it's understood and paid or unpaid depending on where they are and it's understood that this is a temporary position and you kind of earn your way into a permanent position yep. and as they got started and this may help you bill uh, or others on the call. But as they got started, he he didn't necessarily have something specific that he had her do every day. It's like every day she would contact him. I think she was coming out of school. Uh, you know, she, she was in high school. I don't recommend yeah, high, high school. Bill. <laughs> she, yeah. that's, a, that's a totally separate, uh, separate conversation. But no, she was literally in high school. It was a uh, it was interesting. So, I remember him saying that she would get out of school. And so she's done for the, for high school for that day. And like, okay, I got the rest of the afternoon free. What do you need me to do today? And it was just whatever the hottest thing was that he could pass along to her and explain to her. But uh, I have found that the, those that assist you the most in the business, you know, you can tell them what needs to be done, but the ones that are the most assistant, so they can just see what needs to be done and what's, what's troubling you, what they can take off of you. They need to be able to see it. Absolutely. You know, if you, if you have to show it to them, it's like, Hey, it takes time and energy and effort for me to be able to explain it to you or put into words to you. You know, the, the one that's going to be there with you for the long haul and provide you the most support is the one that when they come along beside you, they, they see it. You don't have to explain it to them. So maybe that is something to think about as you make that hire, because it's critical. Once you got the TC in place, then the the sales opportunities come and then you need help on the sales side it's critical. Yeah anticipation of my craziness. I think that, 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 that needs to be a part of the job description. Well, and the right assistant will embrace that. You know, that won't be something that they have to have to explain too much. They'll see it, they embrace it and, and they can't get enough of it. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about people and, and you, so you've mentioned some, some things that have worked well for you in the past, some adjustments that you want to make for next year. And I think the the overall is uh, start with the TC role. That's what I would do. The transaction coordinator role. If you're watching this or you're listening today and you say, well, I'm not even sure where to start. I would start with the transaction coordinator. I, I that's, where, that's where I would recommend that you start. Yeah. Less, less, you know, less startup costs. You're not paying for someone's MLS due. You know, you're not making all, you're not having this big, huge expense. It's mm-hmm. some of it's per transaction. You know, it's 300 bucks a transaction. Let's say that, or, and that's for the stuff that they put up with is more than is great. You're a good fee. Yep, yep. Um, but, um, but yeah, starting there, I definitely recommend it because it, it definitely keeps more money in your pocket, which is what we want to do, you know, until we get to a point where we need it. Mm-hmm. Bill, do you have help with your social media? Because I know you're very active on social media. We can see that those that follow you. Do you have help with that? Is that something you outsource or are you handling all that right now? That is still on me. Um, I am too particular about it. Um, and I just haven't found the right person to be as particular as I am. And okay. uh, I post... That's, I mean, the majority of my business comes from there and, and just from being out and about in the community. I, I go, I'm in a part of a lot of groups, but um, it is, 
I mean, I post probably seven to 10 times a day. I mean, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you, you see a lot of Bill DeVore in your face. Um, but with that being said, and with that being said, when someone thinks of Western North Carolina real estate, um, who do they think of? They think of me. I mean, I, I get it in Charlotte. There, there was a mom, the funniest thing. And I said, so we laugh about my social media, but um, there was a mom's Facebook group. And someone commented my name out of some, I don't know how they, I don't even know who did it. I honestly don't know who did it. And there was a mom's Facebook group and someone called me and said, your name was posted in this group four or five times. And we just had to give you a call because so many people said that. And I'm like, that's the, I mean, she said, I don't I didn't even know who it was that said my name, but they just heard, they heard. And that's the power of, of the social media. Yeah. I love that graphic you created. I think you were one of the first ones I've seen do that. I've seen other people copy that. I don't know if they copied yours or got the idea from somewhere, but when someone recommends you in a group, let's say it's, it is a public one that you can see, you've got a graphic. I bet you save that on your phone. So that you're, yep, I did. I got that from uh, Stephen Cooley, who was sort of my KW mentor, but now he's, he's on his own now. So he's not with KW anymore, but um, Stephen had that. And I was just like, you know, I know, I know, I didn't see anybody else that had that. And it yeah. makes you stand out a little bit more than just to write out your phone number. Yeah. I love that. Great idea. Clear, clear, clearly bill, by the way, I just sent you a friend request. Everybody else send bill DeVore a friend request, Asheville, North Carolina. I just like that in this, in the last 20 minutes, we've branded for everyone listening. Hey, Asheville, I know where I'm sending my Asheville referrals. It's bill DeVore. Like we just keep saying it over and over. That's marketing and branding guys. Anyway, I can tell that bill, um, you are definitely wired like myself and like Matthew, like you, you have a high level of attention to detail. You are really good at R and D rip off and duplicate, right? You find something that works. You can take and use it. And your brain's going at 10 o'clock at night. Lonnie Fisher asked that she's watching on the, on the Facebook feed. She asked a question that I want to kind of circle back and then we can keep moving forward. Matthew Lonnie asked, do you guys have a time at night where you have a hard stop for working? Cause this is a great one. When you talk about life balance and honeymooning, cause it doesn't, I mean, how is it for you, Bill? I'm very curious. Yep. So on my voicemail, um, it does say that all calls, if, if after um, 7 p.m. will we return the next business day, um, unless your fire, your house is on fire or you're carrying your head. Um, but I don't see that, that. That's the gray area for me is because I do get I do catch myself answering the phone or sending a text message at 930 at night while we're sitting there watching TV. That's the first problem. That is a problem. That, that is a number one problem. Um, because then you set that expectation. I have set the expectation that you can call me at any time, any place, anywhere. And, you know, early on, yes, early on, you could, you could do you, I, you were, when you're building your business, you may not necessarily have, um, set parameters. Um, and then when you get to a certain point, um, you have other people that are there, um, to, to, to handle some of those, to handle some of those calls. But, um, you know, they have a doctor has, I can't call my doctor at seven o'clock at night. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I've done perform surgery this week on some houses, but, um, <laughs> um, and some deals, but you know, we're not, we're not a doctor per se, but our time matters too. You know, I have a life, I still have a life. And that, that matters. And, and I will put my phone away. I will turn my phone off for at least for an hour, at least during dinner, you know, just take the 30 or 45 minutes at dinner and put your phone in another room. And, um, you know, I also, I do my best to, um, this is my 2022 goal is to take the phone and iPads and tablets and stuff out of the room and just have an alarm clock. And then I pick this up in the morning when I go to work. 
so that there is no distraction. We, we watch TV. That's what we're going to do. But this is, this is my alarm right now. This doesn't need to be my alarm. The alarm, because the, then I get, as you can see, I've already got notifications galore just sitting here for 24 minutes. Yeah, so, yeah. If, if you send me your address bill, I will uh, Amazon Prime you an alarm clock that vibrates. <laughs> and, oh, so I want an alarm clock that vibrates instead of makes noise because I get up an hour or two before my wife. So it goes under my pillow, it just vibrates. I'll, I'll send it to you. And then you and I are going to talk offline. I, most of these guys know my story. Most of these women have heard it before. I took an entire year off. I did not carry a cell phone. I sold houses in San Diego while I was living in Thailand. I worked one hour a week for an entire year and came back with more money than I left with. Okay. You and I will talk offline. I've been, I've been seriously obsessed with leverage for years and I'm a systems guy. So we'll, we'll, we'll continue that one offline. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Matthew, we got like five minutes. Where, where, where do you want to take this? This is, I, I love this. And Bill, well, just a simple tip, you. like you mentioned his voicemail. <clears throat> the next thing I had on the list was systems just to talk about time leverage and systems leverage. And if there's a couple other tips that you might could share in, in terms of systems, Bill, things that you use. I know we mentioned your, you know, use your calendar. You've got a paper planner that probably helps you disconnect from the phone, put the phone in the other room. Uh, you got your paper planner on Sunday afternoon, getting ready for the week. There's an example, time blocking. And before the call, we were talking about having a home base when the as a schedule for the day, like a, a daily schedule that you try to stick to. And you mentioned it earlier, you do your lead gen in the morning, you do your appointments in the afternoon. And if things get off course, which they always do and what we do in real estate, then you at least you have center that you can come back to. And so what, what other systems though, have you found to be successful for you? So training programs for my assistants, you know, they need to be trained and coached too. There is, there's one when prior to leaving, um, there was going to be one, I just started with Mandy who I'm with now. Um, and she is, and she was going to do a one once a month coaching call with her. And I think that's important too, so that everyone's on the game plan. And then because Josie or any, any assistant, they may not be comfortable giving their concerns and their, she was, she didn't like doing that with me. She felt intimidated. So they'll talk to someone else and then that someone else can have a conversation with me. So, and then, and then I, as the leader can go and have this open dialogue communication with that, with that person. So I think that is coaching. You know, I did the, there's the perfect real estate assistant. Um, it is a, it's a KW is a maps coaching course, but, um, I think anyone can do it. I don't think you have to be in KW to take it. Um, it's 1200 bucks for six months and it, it takes, it's like 18 different modules and she takes you through what there's agent portion. And then there's assistant portion and, it's getting everyone on the same wavelength. And I think I learned a lot of where my expectations are going to come from that. Um, but there is, there are systems out there, you know, I'm Tom, I'm sure every, every coaching model has a, but the, the power of coaching is, is so important for not only me, but for my team as well. Um, and making sure that everyone is in alignment and on the same page and that we all have a common goal. Here's the goal. Here's what we want. You know, someone, I think my operating principle here made it really, I was pulling everyone. I was pulling the TC. I was pulling the assistant and it was wearing me down. You know, here's my goal. I'm pulling this $15 million volume this year. This is what we want. And we're all pulling towards it. And then now we switched it to where, what, what I asked the question, what is your goal? What do you want? How can I push you to get to where you want? And then we're all pushing towards a common goal that yeah. there's the, there's the mindset shift of these people where now they have skin in the game too. And they're bought in. Yep. Common vision, pushing in the same direction. And That's then I'm pushing, things them, can happen. I'm pushing them to reach their goals 
that are in turn pushing us to hit ours. They, they, she wanted to buy a new car. So okay. then I, I made it a, I made it to where she could sell a, a home a month. So yeah. then 12 homes a year is going to net her enough money to pay, really could pay for a car outright. I like it. So I'm, I'm reaching my goal. There's 12 extra units that I'm not having to do. I like it. Any other tips you want to share with us? We're kind of nearing the bottom of the hour and we end our power huddle at 30 minutes on this yeah. bill. No, I, keep it short I know we got, we all have uh, important things to get to for the day, but uh, you had a big announcement you want to make too. Yeah. Um, I don't want so, you to forget about that. <laughs> yeah. So um, for the month of December, um, I am the Asheville real producers cover um, magazine cover. So, um, I'm the very first, I was the rising star in August of 2020 and I'm the first rising star to make the cover. So congratulations. I love it. I hope it's one of those covers that unfolds like three panels down. I can hold it up on my, like a calendar. We'll have it on my wall over here. On the wall. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call you Mr. And, I, December. And, I, and I better believe by that time I'll see it on Facebook. So congrats, Bill. That's awesome. Thank it you. really is. I appreciate it. Yeah. Matthew, you got, you got any parting thoughts or anything, Bill, you guys want to leave to kind of wrap it all together. If you, if, how about this? Can I ask this question, Matthew, to, to Bill? Sure. If you had to give one piece of advice to someone who is just starting their journey on leverage and just looking for ways to put it in place for, for the control freaks out there, what advice would you give to them to start to make that shift? Yep. As, as a chronic control freak myself, it is, um, it's just, it's being willing to say someone can do it better. Someone can do it better. And I had to finally get to that point. And I saw it. I gave it one opportunity and I saw it. She made it seamlessly flow. I somehow screwed it up. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that was the biggest thing is just start somewhere today. Start where you're at, you know, meet, meet, meet yourself where you're at. And it is, it just takes one foot in front of the other. It's one day at a time. This isn't just to, to make one decision. Isn't a life sentence. I'm not saying I'm giving away everything forever but I'm giving it away for this moment. I'm going to try it. You either you, know, you do or you don't. So well, which one do you want to be? Do you want to, you want to sit in your paperwork forever or do you want to and be miserable and have no time with your family and kids and playing golf or whatever you want to do? Or do you want to relinquish a little bit of control and have a life worth living? I, it was cool I couldn't have said it better. As I say, Matthew Hanks, thank you for bringing guests like Bill here. Matthew, you're, you're an amazing leader in of itself. So Matthew, you want to say anything before we wrap up here? No, I just like it. It's kind of like Bill just built the business so big and so fast. It's like it was by necessity almost like I have to have help. And that kind of helps as well. You know, when you, you feel like you're just buried and you don't have any choice, I have to have help. You start bringing people in. So it's just great to see that level of success in a brand new market from somebody that the story. Again, if you haven't heard the story, go back and find that on a YouTube video when Bill was here before. Yeah. So Bill DeVore from Rising Star to Pinup. In just <laughs> under a year. Good work, Bill. <laughs> Congrats, man. Seriously, it's awesome. Have a great day, guys. Great weekend. Great day. We'll see you guys on Monday. Bye, everybody. Thank you. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.